This is Mark Mullinex. Welcome back to our Tao Te Ching class entitled Power for the Peaceful. Today, verse 29, Spiritual Arrhythmia. When you listen to the ground and you put your roots down, you can hear what she says if you're listening. When you listen to the ground and you put your roots down, you can hear what she says if you're listening. The sweet sound of the river as she moves over the stones. The same song that the blood in your body sings as it weaves around your bones. When you're listening, when you're listening, are you listening? For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under the heavens, a time for birth and a time for death, a time for planting and a time for uprooting what is planted, a time for killing and a time for healing, a time for breaking and a time for building, a time for crying and a time for laughing, a time for mourning and a time for dancing, a time for casting stones and a time of gathering stones, a time for embracing and a time for shunning embrace, a time for seeking and a time for losing, a time for keeping and a time for throwing out, a time for tearing and a time for sewing up, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time for love and a time for hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. Serena McMillan is our guest today. She was one of my very best of the very best of students when she was an undergraduate. She has since earned a PhD in Hebrew Bible and Ancient Near East Studies from Vanderbilt University and works now as the assistant chaplain at Mars Hill University. She also teaches courses in biblical studies. Serena is a question asker, truth seeker, and lifelong learner. And get this, you just heard her voice translate her own translation of Ecclesiastes 3 from the Hebrew. Taoism and Buddhism grew up in China as spiritual brothers or sisters. While not twins, they share a lot of worldview about how the world is constructed and our duties in this world. From its Theravada days in India, Buddhism in China changed a lot under the influence of Tao. And Taoism was often seen through Buddhist lenses in China as well. Many people, even entire families, follow both Buddha and Tao. Now what might this mean for us 21st century people not in China? Well, for example, on any given day, in any given minute of your life, there is, according to both Buddhism and Taoism, some situation or hard reality that will occur, a reality we may not want or desire. This is not just Buddhism or Taoism, it's just life. And we often resist. We even deny that the situation given to us is true, such as a late plane, a lover leaving us, a traffic jam, a weather emergency, or some hard situation at work. Maybe we want time to pass more slowly, 
or more quickly. Bottom line is that most of us, perhaps most of the time, resist these realities as if we had some control over them, as if we could change some reality presenting itself to us, as if we could make the plane come more quickly, as if we can undo our lover's departure, or as if we can make time to pass more slowly, as if one can change the weather, as if we can actually be reality deniers. When you live or work with a difficult person, you know, however, that you cannot change them. You can only accept, and I mean really accept, some uncomfortable reality as the only way to negotiate them. And then, here's where the spiritual power of Buddhism and Taoism happens. By accepting a reality that cannot be changed, you change its very nature within you. Jerks will always be amongst us, but we don't have to be jerks ourselves. Difficult realities and difficult people never end, but that does not mean that we have to start being difficult people. Sages of Taoism and masters of Buddhism teach us we can change our own internal receptivity. So outside reality situations have only the power to arouse our compassion, but have no power to spiral one down into their dead-end holes. As we learn from verse 26, and I do quote from that, I am very much guilty of losing touch with my tranquility. I could say that I let others take it from me or steal it from me, but that's not true. I say things like, you made me angry. You made me do this. Let's do a logic check. To say that someone else, quote, made me angry, unquote, I mean, really? What if I have forgotten who I am? and I let some suffering pseudo-self call the shots, permitting or allowing me to be somehow less than. Where is my ability to stay calm? Is it internal within my own power? Or do I delegate this power to be calm to others? So, he made me angry is not exactly right, is it? Taoist teaching says that we actually cultivate our reactive triggers to outside situations. Our passions just knock the heck out of our equilibrium. And we, once again, get off balance. Let me repeat this. We have developed these, these validations for going off the rails and getting righteously angry. And righteous anger today is a strategy or behavior that no one really questions. In fact, it's often valorized. However, how logical is it to give over to others strangers even, your inner peace. This verse steps up our game over what verse 26 has said. Not only can you not understand and control others, if you cannot understand and control yourself, you cannot even improve or change the world. That which already is, Tao's reality, cannot be improved. The world is already sacred, already completed, and already enough. There have been, and are, and ever shall be realities we cannot change. Some realities are kind to us, like a graceful relationship. Some we see as not so kind, and we may get this, this itch to change things. And in our tiny, small, ingrown wisdoms, we think we can improve things. But such thinking is fruitless and leads to suffering. 
Yep, just live life a little, and I guarantee you, we'll be visited by many a situation that we cannot change, situations that can affect us. But get this, we will be tempted to meddle in such context, and in meddling or monkeying around in things in which one has no business, suffer we will. Not convinced yet? Let's listen to verse 29, especially its first five sentences. Verse 29, Rhythm. Because Tao shapes nature, all things under heaven run by a sublime spiritual rhythm. Can you improve it? It is doubtful. Meddling only blocks Tao's flow. Control is another name for lose. All things have their right time, right place rhythms. Being ahead and being behind. Being in motion and staying still. Waxing and waning. Success and even failure. Sages live simply without overthinking. They reject rhythm-breaking extremes, extravagance, and indulging. 1. Nature's Rhythm For the rest of today's episode, I'm going to shamelessly use musical and dance metaphors to describe what this verse teaches. I've always promised that I would keep such imagery on the lowdown, but today, it may work. So thanks. Today's verse begins by unveiling an exquisite connection between Tao and nature. It articulates that the entire realm beneath heaven pulses with some transcendent rhythm, a rhythm that interlaces together the spiritual and the sublime. As verse 25 prepared us of several weeks ago, Know or practice your interconnections. Human beings come from earth. Earth's patterns entwine with heaven's. Heaven roots in Tao. Tao's blueprint is nature itself. So nature's rhythm is sublime and spiritual. Its rhythm may present to us as a melodic whisper of Tao's hidden craft. A craft conceived and executed in darkness, as hidden and even silent. If Tao creates all nature into being, nature is how we hear Tao. Tao's rhythm is an expression of cosmic equilibrium, a sacred balance that defies human improvement and other control-freaking strategies. This verse cautions against unwarranted meddling because meddling interferes and disrupts this fluid, lyrical flow of Tao's pulsing essence and dance with Tao. Lao Tzu ingeniously unveils a mystery for us to consider. Control, he equates, with loss. He saw control as a sure path to suffering. Our meddling in places or situations in which we have no standing is thus a recipe for suffering. Pain in life may be inevitable, but suffering is another thing altogether. Suffering is misunderstanding pain as something we can and ought to control. And such suffering is optional. We suffer when we try to avoid pain or, or, or shape the pain into something that it is not. Like when a colleague who just bugs the heck out of us and we imagine in our brains all these schemes to control, I mean improve them. Schemes, everyone destined to failure because we have misinterpreted pain as something personal. 
And now the verse sets the stage for a profound revelation about life's rhythm. This rhythm is something we cannot fine-tune. It's beyond our fiddling. If we mess with or screw around with it, it's like blocking a river's flow with a dam. Control turns into needless loss, which is a hard lesson to learn when we're already holding on to things too tightly. This caution against control freaking underscores the paradoxical nature of surrender. The more we seek to control, the more we risk losing the very essence we wish to grasp. Learning Tao is being schooled not to control, but to maintain balance in tough situations. Since Tao does not take our side, we should ask ourselves instead, are we operating and cooperating with Tao? Just as a river flows without seeking improvement, nor can it be sped up or slowed down, so the rhythm of nature can be said to be. Nature's rhythm just is. It is not seeking our approval. It does not consult our expertise, which means there's a lot in life we just need to accept. Period. And I bet you this is hard work for most of us people used to being in control. When you listen, when you listen, are you listening? When you listen, when you listen, are you listening? Two, the dance of opposites. This verse proceeds next to illustrate the multifaceted nature of rhythm by highlighting a dance of not opposites but pairs or dyads always in dynamic and creative relationship. Think yin-yang. This is a recurring theme in Taoist philosophy. Just as night follows day and seasons transition seamlessly, all things possess their inherent right time, right place rhythms. This rhythm extends to the human experience, our moments of progress and setbacks, our activities and our stillnesses, our growth and decline, and even our birth and death. The interplay of these contrasting rhythms crafts a kind of dance in our own existence. We are invited to embrace these unstoppable ebbs and flows of life, finding solace in the understanding that each rhythm has its purpose in the grand choreography of Tao. Each contrasting but not opposing rhythm partners with the other in a graceful dance, each having its turn on the floor. And these intricately woven rhythms mirror the heartbeat of existence. And each rhythm of Tao strikes resonating sympathetic chords within the human experience as well, underscoring the harmonious dance between our own achievement and rest, between our own flourishing and our fading. This elegant dance of the dyads paints existence for us as a living poem. Unfolding stanza by stanza is about knowing the right moment when and the right place where, just like in a dance, to use its energy. There's moving forward and sometimes taking a step back, times when we hustle and moments when we just chill. As Alan Watts said, the purpose of a dance is not to get anywhere, but to flow waxing and waning like a moon. Life's rhythm resembles a dance of dyads, where the choreography of progress 
and setbacks mirrors the delicate balance of the cosmos itself. Go placidly amid the noise and the haste, and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexatious to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain or bitter, for always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be. And whatever your labors and aspirations, in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful. Strive to be happy. Desiderata by Max Ehrman. Three, sagehood, embracing simplicity's cadence. In this verse's crescendo or climax, Lao Tzu presents the sage as the embodiment of one who experiences harmonized existence. The sage, enlightened by Tao's wisdom, navigates existence with a simplicity that flows like an unbroken melody, rejecting the rhythm-breaking dissonant notes of excess and extravagance the sage embraces a life free from overthinking. And who's ready for a life free of overthinking? The sage's rhythm resonates with Tao's, embracing the natural cadences of existence and rejecting the chaotic extremes. The key to harmonious living, our verse says, is an existence guided by an unwavering connection to Tao's rhythm. By rejecting rhythm-breaking behaviors, the sage maintains her alignment with Tao's rhythm. Her rejection of indulgent extremes echoes the essence of Wu Wei, that fine art of effortless action that arises from unity with Tao. Sages don't break Tao's sacred rhythm by being all flashy or going overboard. Instead, they keep to the beat of the universe, swaying to the same melody. The wisdom of the sage enables him to find contentment in life's gentle cadence, rejecting the cacophony of excess for the serene melody of simplicity. I invite you to listen closely to this Taoist story that brings this teaching home. A Taoist story tells of an old farmer whose horse ran away one day. Some neighbors came around to visit after hearing this. Such bad luck! they said sympathetically. Maybe, said the farmer. The next morning, the runaway horse returned, bringing with it a dozen other wild horses. How wonderful, the neighbors exclaimed. Maybe, the farmer replied. That afternoon, his son, attempting to tame one of the wild horses, was thrown and broke his leg. The neighbors came again to show their sympathy for his misfortune. Maybe, answered the farmer. The next day, military officials suddenly came to the village to draft young men into the army. Seeing that the son's leg was broken, they passed him by. Congratulations, the neighbors exclaimed. Things have turned out wonderfully. Maybe, 
said the farmer. Traditional Taoist story. Finally, the word rhythm. The word rhythm, then, is this verse's one-word definition or one-word bumper sticker. Ever been governed by out-of-control, extreme, arrhythmic desires? Where did such desire ever take you? Anywhere good? Anywhere lasting? Because when desire's in charge, how is there ever true satisfaction or peace? Doing things from ego-assisted desires do nothing for one's wisdom and only lends a pall of decay to life. Grasping and desiring are only ways to lose. So get ready, get set, and go slow. Placing Tao's virtue and duty over one's desires can begin simply. Just don't bite off more than you can chew. This means taking life step by step, moment by moment, obstacle by obstacle. Look and listen for the seamless flow that connects the moments and steps, if you can slow down enough. But slow down and you model that Taoist dance known as Tai Chi. Slow movements in harmony with the energies all around you. Pay no more attention to traps and lures of changing the world. It can't be done. Those who try to change it end up destroying it. Those who would possess it end up losing it. So let's get off our karmic hamster wheels, ever chasing nothing and never balancing ever. Verse 29 captures this beautiful and very attainable harmony that runs throughout existence. It's like life's got this song, which we've forgotten. And if we repay attention, we can relearn its ancient time-tested notations. This verse nudges us to find our own rhythm within the bigger symphony, to let go of our own small control, and to embrace life's larger twists and turns because we are able to. It's about dancing gracefully, like a sage, in tune with Tao's rhythms. Homework. Listen to this reversing of part of verse 29, and imagine yourself in the center, fully aware, not straying this way or that way from Tao. And then keep this imagined self alive this week. When all around is turmoil, just stay with the serene. You are the quiet center of the ever-changing scene. Can you see things as they are and let them be all on their own? Remain in pure awareness. You never need to stray from home. Jim Clatfelter, verse 29. And now, let us hear Serena's question. So one of the things that I have always struggled with ever since my first class on the Tao uh, with Dr. Mullinex has been this concept of wu-wei or non-action or a thoughtless rhythm of life. It's eluded me, I think, because I do tend to seek control over things in life. And in this verse, it says that control is another name for lose. And so my question then is, how do we participate 
in wu-wei without falling into some kind of laziness or apathy oh thank you so much have you ever been able to participate in wu-wei without falling into laziness or apathy i think my problem is i don't think i've ever achieved wu-wei in any way (laughs) just because i i constantly seek control and self-discipline and self-motivation and those things seem to in some way be a little contradictory to the whole concept of thoughtless rhythm yeah yeah once you once you start thinking said paul tillich it's hard to reestablish any spontaneity yes and what we're talking about is a kind of spontaneity in in practicing wu-wei that doesn't fall into laziness, but also doesn't fall into this ever thinking, am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? Uh, so, Wu Wei is not apathy. Let's get that right. It is, it is wise action at the right time for the right reason with the right people. And I guess the, the number one idea for me in the book is a sailor who uses the wind, a strong headwind, to make progress, 45 degree angles back and forth, and that way they make forward progress. And that's the only way. You're practicing a counter-cultural idea. And that practice of it over the months, no, over the years, no, 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 over the lifetimes, then makes Wu Wei much more of a natural thing. That said, what are the things Serena, that you do every day. You teach college classes. I teach college classes. I get up, I shower, I brush my teeth, I eat breakfast, eat lunch, eat dinner, drink coffee, uh, walk my dog. I have routines, and those routines become second nature. And my actions and responses are typically second nature to me okay. as well. Well, I mean, if you, if you go to the dentist twice a year and you don't brush your teeth for five months and 30 days of that six months, and then all of a sudden you are going to make up for six months of not brushing your teeth, that is impossible. And because, so Wu Wei is not laziness, but, la- but Wu Wei is the wisdom to do things in the right way, right time, right place. So you talk about a, um, a second nature, making things second nature. That's the new norm. And I think what a Taoist would do is seek to make new norms where there have not been norms, just like you may not at one time of had all your morning rituals, which you just did. But as a, as a teacher, uh, as a person here at the university, you have meetings, you have classes, and I would suggest that in every one of those, you could start a new awareness, a new practice of, okay, less, less me, more them. Less my ego, more compassion towards the people in my room, those poor students in my room. <laughs> okay, so and and then I think that would be a good way to to start creating these new norms. Always starting to to bring in 
a new practice that you continue, that you continue. And as neuroscience says, that once you start these new practices, you rewire the brain. Those neurons that fire together start wiring together. And that's the new norm. And it's, a, it's just as unthinking as, you know, leading with your ego. It's just as, just as natural, except that you realize that ego ain't natural. <laughs> Can I say ain't? But, but ego's not natural. So you develop these new norms of natural action that are necessary, that are compassionate, that help you, that help others. And so find those places where you have not been practicing Wu Wei and start there. Start there. Um, as I mentioned before, I think in this podcast, I practice Wu Wei and my conversations with my spouse. And it's been a wondrous thing to behold how not saying things takes one further. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I think for me then it's overcoming this idea that we can achieve Wu Wei while we're trying to be self-disciplined enough to get to the thoughtless rhythm to the Wu Wei that we are striving to get to. And that's where my hang-up has been. I know that, you know, changing patterns and Mm -hmm. and making something a new normal requires lots of self-discipline. And so if if that is not in conflict with this idea of Wu Wei, then my questions are answered for the moment. Yeah, I, I think you're a biblical scholar because your life would not make sense without that. So that is not that is not ego action, but you are doing things that make sense. But to become a scholar in Hebrew Bible took a long time. Yes, it did. And you're still doing it. And I'm still doing it. And you'll do it all your life. <laughs> yes. But but that is a that is something new. And it probably supplants something old. So does that resonate? Does that make sense? Absolutely. This podcast is an original labor of love, designed, written, and co-produced by many, whose central idea is that Tao Te Ching text and Taoist practices are and remain good news for today. Tao still speaks. Thank you, Dr. Serena McMillan, for your voice and the time to talk about your questions. Thank you, Audrey Davis, for your art. Thank you, Molly Hartwell, for singing. Fortress Press holds the copyright for any use of my Tao Te Ching translation. Thank you for being you and you being here. May your days begin in peace and become laboratories for attainable, radical balance. Are you listening? Are you listening?